Hey, Anchor. This is my attempt to tell the origin story of Rusty Pang. We all have one, so here's mine. I'll try and keep it short for you. The first stage and the first act in this saga is a little bit about my background. So I was born a military brat. My parents are from Hawaii. They're high school sweethearts, came to California. I was born on Travis Air Force Base in 1982. And my parents uh, were young. I mean, my mom was 19, my dad was 20. They were super young when I was born. Uh, they, they're great parents now, but it was rough growing up. They, they were figuring it out. I'm trying to remember what, if, if I had to raise a child at their age, how difficult that would have been. I'm 35 now, and I've got a two-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter. But, man, my 18 and 19-year-old self was not the same man I am today. And so I applaud them in the, in the fact that they didn't kill me for one. Two, they did the best they could. And as we got older, they became humble to accept, you know, the, the, the good and the bad that came with raising me at a young age. And they stayed together. Probably the biggest thing that I, I can commend them for is they stayed together, even though they fought so many times throughout the years uh, and then were separated once when I was really young. They, they fought to stay together. And that has paid dividends into my own life and into my sister's life in ways that I can't even calculate. So I'm very grateful for them making that choice. And with that said, I was a smart kid. I, I was good with math and, and English, and I uh, did really well. I was enrolled in the GATE program, uh, gifted and talented education. Uh, I don't say that to boast or anything, because when I did, at the time, I was top of the class. I was the major dog who was rolling around that like finished his homework in class and could play all afternoon. And when they enrolled me in the GATE, I cried. For the first time in my life, I realized I was not the best at everything. It was humbling, and it broke me a little bit. It, it was I was surrounded by other smart people. In fact, people that were smarter and, and worked harder than I did. It didn't come so easy to me. I was challenged for the first time in my life, and I didn't like it. Fast forward some years later, we moved to another town. Uh, I had an identity crisis. My first depression probably when I was like 11, not really knowing who I was. Uh, if you know anything about Christianity and the parable of the, um, the prodigal son, I was the prodigal son. I grew up in the church, and I left. I wanted to do my own thing. I said, screw you, God. You stay over there, and I'll stay over here. And as long as you don't, we don't cross paths, we're good. But I was living a double life, and I was just unhappy. I was just absolutely un unhappy and depressed, and I didn't know who I was. I could roll in multiple different circles like a chameleon. From the jocks to the nerds to the goths, you name it. I, I could make friends with everybody, but I didn't know who I was. Came back to the church when I was 16 in 1998. Uh, had an experience that changed my life, and I became a Christian full-time, like sold out. It was a very frank, unemotional discussion, but it's when I chose to commit my life to Jesus, and it changed everything. I would never go back since then. Felt restored. I felt... Um, like a new person, a new creation, as the word says. It was awesome. I was dating a gal. We dated for about three years. We broke up. This gal was my life at the time. I was rocking it as a 19-year-old and crushing it. I was, I had no debt. I was working at a corporate office of a bank, uh, training and traveling You know, people that were t two or three times my age. I was sitting in meetings with, with my boss's boss's boss, who was like the second in command in the company i'd be in those meetings as a 19 year old it was crazy and i was doing really well and then when we broke up everything you know i built my life around that relationship and that was my fault 
I put so much value and worth in it that when it was taken from me or it went away, I didn't know who I was and it broke me. And I spent a lot of years trying to, to figure out who I was from that point on. It was really good in that way. It started me on a journey to ask, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Uh, because I believe that the God I serve does everything by intention. There's no oops in the kingdom of God. And so because of that, I firmly believe that he, he created me at the time with my parents and with the demographics and the experiences that I had for a reason. And so because I believe in a rational God, I believe there was a rational reason why I was here. And I wanted to know it so bad that it started me on this journey and multiple depressions as I would ask and pray to a silent heaven. Now, this journey at 19 years of age began a 13-year, more than a decade quest to figure out what my purpose was in life and why I was here. I went through 26 jobs and seven businesses that I ran. None of those businesses succeeded wildly. It was, I never lost money in business, but I never hit a home run either. And I think my unrest was because I couldn't tie my work to my identity and who I was. I just, I had trouble figuring that out. And I can't invest myself 100% into something unless I truly believe it. And so, I, like I said, 26 jobs and seven businesses before I joined the Navy at 28. I'm in the Navy right now, and I'm going to be getting out next year. And it took that many years until September 15th, 2015, when I finally fell, found my purpose. There were multiple depressions. I became an alcoholic. I gained a ton of weight. Uh, I was utterly dissatisfied with my life. And, and I will say this, like, that was the wrong response. I mean, I believe in Jesus Christ, and he is everything. And even if I went through my entire life full of depression and I came out, but I was still faithful, he would still be enough. But it was hard for me to reconcile that because I need to have a target, a reason for existence beyond just love people, love God. It's too vague. It's absolutely too vague because I ask questions like, well, how does that work for me? I know I'm unique. I know you're unique. How do we uniquely bring stuff to the table? Well, that journey led into me starting a company called Entree Purpose after I found my purpose, which is to, I exist, my purpose is, I exist to elevate perspective and empower purpose. That statement unifies my entire life. It contains within it, it changed everything in, in this, and, and changed nothing all at the same time. It's a weird paradox. It was the single thread that ran through my entire life of why I made every single decision that I do, how I think, how I operate, why I choose to do this or that thing, why I would dedicate my life to one thing and not another, my quest for knowledge and wanting to see big pictures, wanting to know why we, we do anything in life. It's that elevating perspective and empowering purpose and how I would talk to other people much in the same way that I'm doing this podcast, recording my voice here about shifting perspective is because that's what my entire life is about. I love, I love shifting perspective for myself and for others. And what I found is every single person is one, sh one perspective shift away from freedom, from purpose, from joy, from peace. And it's just a little switch in the mind. And some, sometimes we can't do it ourselves. Sometimes we need an exterior force or somebody providing us input or, or bringing us to a place to see things a little differently from a different perspective to, to gain that clarity. Because when I was confused, 
when I was lost adrift at sea in the darkness, in the fog, and I could not see clearly, I craved, desired, lived for anything that could shift my perspective to a higher plane, a higher way of thinking, to gain a little bit more advantage of the lay of the land. And so because that was such a huge pain in my life, I want to do the same thing for others who are there in that pit, adrift at sea with no rudder, no helm, no captain of their ship, going nowhere, wherever the currents take them, wherever the wind blows them, with no direction. And so that's why I exist. I exist to help you elevate your perspective so you can see the big picture in life and to empower purpose so you're more intentional about how you live. And that begins, like Stephen Covey says, with the end in mind. You have to know where you're going before you step out to go and pursue it. At the same time, there is a reality that ships can't turn direction unless they're moving. So you have to simultaneously hold two thoughts in your head. I, if I don't know where I'm going, I know that I have to be intentional about that and I have to spend time figuring it out. But at the same time, my ship can't even get there if I'm not moving. I'm a sailor in the Navy, so these metaphors work in, in a sense like they're very real to me. But I, I think you can grasp the concept. You have to be moving, taking action in life continuously, even if it's in the wrong direction. Because the only way to, to change that direction is to be moving. But at the same time, those who are concerned with the journey, who are utterly fascinated, um, obsessed, strapped down, focused, can't see anything else, don't have enough of a perspective about the journey, it's because they have no idea what their destination will be. So in my business, I teach people how to identify that island that they're going to. Because we all start and we're born on an island. And we feel like foreigners on somebody else's land. And that's normal. As you're trying to figure out who you are and what you're meant to do in this life, it should feel foreign. But there's an island out in that sea for you that you can claim and stake a flag on and call your own. And you can conquer that island with a mountain on it. And it'll be yours. But you have to go out onto the journey and find it. I have this thing called the Entrepurpose Funnel, which is a model that describes how to find your purpose in life. And I'll just lay it out real quickly in this uh, next minute or so. What I've learned studying the most successful people in life, the Martin Luther King Juniors, the Gary Vaynerchuks, the Bill Gates, the JFKs, the Oprahs, you name it. Any successful person has three things in abundance. And that is passion, skills, and opportunity. And here's what it really translates to. When you have all three, you love what you do, you're great at it, and you can serve plenty of people. You can meet many, many needs out in the market. That gives you success, lots of money, resources, influence. But it's not enough. And if you track multi-billionaires, every single one of them ends up wanting to give away their money their legacy. They want to invest back into the community. They don't want to just build more wealth. There is a cut, there's an upper limit where they just go, more money is not going to make me happier. More money is not going to be fulfilling. I can't just exist to make more money. They eventually all turn back to the world that they live in and want to give back and invest in communities around them. This is the fourth part of the Entrepurpose Funnel. So once you have this success, you start to think about what your purpose in, in life is. And that is found in your pain. Let me say that again. Your purpose is found in your pain. I'll elaborate. 
the things that hurt us the most, the things that we see in other people when they hurt and we get mad or we get sad, that causes visceral, intense, emotional reaction. Those things are tied to us because we understand that pain. Because we've gone through things. And here's the beauty of it. Your pain was designed to be put in your life to, to overcome it so that you could reach back to other community groups and peoples who are currently experiencing that pain, but you've overcome it and you can help them. And not only can you reach back and lift them out of their pit, you can do so with an abundance of resources, time, uh, relationships, influence. You can muster all of this stuff to have a greater impact in their lives and in that people group, but it's tied to your pain. Have you ever noticed that whenever you experience some deep pain, whether it's divorce, whether it's death, whether it's PTSD because you're in the military, whether it's um, losing a child, whether it's like failing in business or in life, whatever that pain, alcoholism, whatever it is, when you meet somebody who has the exact same pain, who has lived through that, you guys talk on a different wavelength. You communicate in a way that you can't communicate with anybody else because you have shared pain. You use the same words, the same looks. In fact, there are a lot of times when you exchange thoughts without even talking. That's the, the, the power of communication through pain. It's empathy. And so I'm going to challenge you, if you want to know what your purpose is, find out what you're great at. Find out what you love to do. Find out what people in the market want you to do. And then reach out to people, take those resources, that surplus, and give it and invest it back into a people group that is built around your pain. And you will achieve and succeed in your purpose. Have a wonderful day, Anchor.